This is Shine On, the Health and Happiness Show, and Ella's Leash Production. Heard as a podcast around the world, but heard first on radio stations 100.7 WHUD-FM and Real Country 920, 1260, and 1420 AM, all in New York's Hudson Valley. Shine On, bringing you healers and dreamers and people who want to make life richer. It's your time to shine on. Hi, it's Casey. Thank you so much for tuning in to Shine On today. How you doing? How you holding up? Thank you for getting together right here. It feels uh, good to have a little bit of normal, and us getting together is uh, something I look forward to. So thank you for being here. Our worlds are turned upside down, and we're going to talk about today uh, our beautiful Mother Earth and what our Mother Earth is needing us to do. And we're also going to talk about our children the children who are being uh, homeschooled right now or participating in what is called distant learning with teachers communicating with them through computer. And of course, all the parents had to jump right in and get involved with that too to help the kids out. So I found a wonderful teacher from Westchester, very near the hotspot of where this pandemic all began. And Felicia, a teacher in Westchester, is joining us today to tell us about her journey and give us some hope for the rest of the school year. So Felicia, when did you find out that you were being sent home and out of the school? Oh, that was about three weeks ago. It was on a Friday. And the announcement was made to the school district that uh, we were going to be closing. They weren't sure how long but that the following week we were going to be closed for two days, and then after those two days they would make another decision on how much longer we might be closed. And then it turned into another two weeks, and as you know what's going on, they're taking it one week at a time, and we're going by the governor's um, direction. How prepared were you to start working from home? Well, um, we were given a two-hour delay one day to get Google Classroom in order. Uh, so that was the most preparation we had. But already having worked with Google Classroom and working online myself, um, we were able to put all our students on Google Classroom, have them join, give them a code, and have that all set up before we were dismissed to go home for the length of time that we've been home. So I've been able to work with websites and links to videos with games and quizzes and written assignments and vocabulary from home. And I can assign it on Google Classroom, and the students can log on, and they can view the assignments. They can click on the websites. They can email me the results, and I can talk to them in turn. I can send them messages, tell them what a good job they're doing, um, just encourage them in all different ways, not just academically, but also emotionally. Uh, We're talking to Felicia, a teacher in Westchester. So you were given a two-hour delay so you could get up to speed with everything you needed to go distant learning. Yes. Wow. But you're teachers. You learn fast. Yes, we do. And we were also able to go back into our building and get resources that we need so we can continue now teaching um, new curriculum. But what they have done is they have given out uh, Chromebooks to students that don't have them. That just happened yesterday. So that's a good thing. And I saw a lot of students that weren't logging on are now logging on. So so that's wonderful to see. They got laptops to the kids who needed them. Yes, yes, which is very important. Because as you know, schools are open. Um, 
for food services, and now they even went even farther and gave them the tools they need to do the distance learning. That's wow. what's called distance learning from home. Where did these laptops come from? Do you know? Yes, we were able to rent them from BOCES, and wow. um, we also have school laptops, so that's what they're doing right now. In so many ways, we've gone back to olden times when we used to always work together as a community. Yes, and that's now true. That's what's happening again. And teachers are um, bonding together. Uh, we talk through Google Hangout. We have meetings. And uh, we are keeping parents on board. We're emailing them. We're, again, not just working with academics, but also the emotional piece of this. Um, I've emailed students in, in uh, congratulating them on how well they're doing with their work. I also say, also take the time to, you know, go outside in your backyard and look at the blue sky and take a deep breath. And, you know, some students have reached out to me through their homework assignments um, that I've assigned. And they've actually used the coronavirus in their assignments, which shows that they have a concern, and yeah. I've addressed them with that. How old are so your students? They're sixth graders, so approximately 10, 11 years old. And how are they holding up? What, what challenges do you think they're facing? Well, first of all, the socialization part of it. Um, our school is excellent in not only the academics, but the socialization part. We have a lot of activities that go on in school, a lot of spirit day, sports, a lot of interaction, a lot of clubs, and I think the students really miss that. It's, it's like home away from home where I work. It, it's a wonderful environment. Yeah, beautiful. You know, I think we've always revered teachers, even though your paycheck may not show that all the time, and I know most teachers dip into their own pocket to get things for the classroom, but mm -hmm. I think the whole nation is just really... Um, seeing you in a new light with new eyes and seeing how everyone has mobilized to teach their kids, you know, to teach someone else's kids. You guys are standing on your head. Absolutely. Like the saying says, it takes a village. Yeah. And we all are in this together, teachers, parents. And remember, teachers are parents, too, and, and parents are now teachers, and we're all in this together, and we all want to get through this and help each other. And that's what we have to do. We have to bond together to get through this tragedy that we're going through yeah. and keep people's spirits high that's not not necessarily high but up, up. so we can continue as a, a community linked together and to do that teachers need to keep their own spirit up yes and i have to tell you though working from home is doing that i look forward to corresponding with my students every day it's really something that I'm very blessed with because there are a lot of people I know that are home and really don't have anything to do, if you will, except work on their house and cook and do things like that. But I still have a connection into the community, and that's been my lifeline. Right. And the students have humor, and I have been laughing at some of the comments that they've been sending, and they're like, good morning, and they've, they've been very good. And uh, it's been very uplifting. Right, right, because you're still having that precious human contact with the little ones that you love the most. That's so cool. Right. Yes, and they need you, and you can see that with the correspondence. They'll ask extra questions, and they want to reach out. They want to have a conversation. Yeah. And Let, for an 11-year-old, that's pretty good. That is pretty good. You know, they're probably not talking to their siblings or their mother, but they'll talk to you. Yes. <laughs> um, I want to ask you, do you think, you know, what's your gut? Do you think your kids are going back to school this year? Well, I'm not sure. My hope is that we'll at least go back for the last few weeks in June, because I'd like to have some closure you know, wish them luck, tell them what wonderful students they've been all year. And I'd like to do that, you know, in a personal level. If we can't do that, 
I'll think of another alternative. I'll definitely uh, get in touch with every single one of them and, and wish them luck. And um, they're sixth graders, so they'll still be in the same building next year. So I will definitely ask them to come back in September and say hello, goodbye, if you will. Right. Uh, those are my, my hopes. Yeah. And it's possible that the school districts, I don't know, maybe they'll be able to do something in July or August just to have a picnic or something to get all the kids together, you know, because some of these kids only see each other. They only see their friends in school. Yeah, that, that's a very positive thing. We'll see. We'll see what the future holds. All right. What is your message for other teachers, for parents, for kids? You know, what do you want to share with people today, Felicia? Okay, to hang in there, do not give up hope, stay close to the ones you're with at home, and just continue to support each other. If you have any concerns or um, not feeling as up as you wish you could feel, please reach out to teachers, reach out to other community members. People are out there to help each other. Absolutely. Now, what does your weekend look like? My weekend. My weekend looks like, hmm, cooking, relaxing a little bit, and I'm going to be writing curriculum for uh, the next week. I want to do a whole week's worth of assignments where the students can see each piece and they can decide what they want to do for the whole week. I want to do something interesting and interactive, and I'm kind of excited about that. All right. I'm a science teacher, and I want to get an experiment in there somehow. Can you tell us about that quickly? You can do experiments at home using home things. Like uh, if I do evaporation, I might tell them to put water in a bag and put it on a windowsill and track the number of droplets that are there that they see each day that they accumulate and explain about how heat works with the transformation of molecules into the air, that type of thing. Little simple science experiment. You know what? Your kids are very lucky to have you, Miss Felicia. Oh, thank you. That's very nice of you to say. Isn't she amazing? That's Felicia, a teacher in Westchester County, doing her best for her students. It's just a beautiful thing. Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. It's Casey. You know, my life has pretty much stayed the same throughout this pandemic. I am still coming into the radio station every day, getting up at 4 a.m. and here at the station by like 4.45. And there are very few people allowed in the building, only I think less than a dozen, just all the jocks. We have three stations here in the building and only certain jocks are coming in. Others have been asked to stay home. So I do come into work every day and uh, they find work for me to do when I get off the air as for recording some commercials or editing up some interviews, preparing for the next day. So that has stayed uh, pretty much the same. One thing that's different is when I go home, my husband's there. He's usually at work, but he's in construction and his uh, crew is not working right now. So, uh, you know, that was challenging. That was uh, delightfully challenging, I should say, to get used to him and all his power tools. Oh, my goodness, our house is going to look fabulous. He's doing all kinds of wonderful jobs that we said we'd do someday, and he's doing them, all of them, right around my nap time. So that's interesting. And, of course, you know, we talk about dinner. What do you want for dinner? We talk about that several times before lunch. And uh, one of us will head out to the grocery store once a week and... Aside from coming to work every day, six days a week, Monday through Saturday, I also uh, help run a food pantry in my hometown of Verplank, and that is still operational. In fact, we've had to find ways to make it a drive-through, no-contact food pantry. So it's been a challenge to, well, I, I don't want to call it a challenge. It's, it's been intellectually, my husband's calling me. Honey, I'm recording a show. It's been um, mentally 
It's been mentally stimulating to find ways to get the volunteers in, gloved and masked, standing six feet apart to do an assembly line, grocery bag pack, and then mentally stimulating to find a way to get all of the uh, cars lined up in a way in the parking lot of our pantry where they can all open their trunks and we can deposit the groceries into them without anybody getting out of their car. But you know, an honor and a privilege that I have something to do and that I could feel useful quote-unquote, and uh, help some people out. And along those lines, my phone is ringing every day now with people calling, asking for uh, emergency bags of food. So we're in for a rough few months, you know, maybe a rough many months with so many people out of work. But I'm so grateful for organizations like uh, Feeding America. I just read this week that Jeff Bezos donated like something crazy, like $100 million to Feeding America. And I am gratefully, my pantry is gratefully affiliated with Feeding Westchester, which is the county that I live in. So we are able to get a lot of food to feed our neighbors. So that's the story of my life. Not that you needed to hear it, but I'm sharing it with you. Because, you know, that's what friends are for. And I am so grateful to have a friend in Nadia Nottingham. She is a Celtic shaman, and she's my go-to when I need to understand what the heck is going on in the world. And she posted something on social media this week, Nadia did, about um, how our Mother Earth is crying out for our attention. I'm sure you've read all the stories about how now that tourists aren't going to tourist spots, you know, turtles that were endangered are now laying millions of eggs and skylines. There's no smog or pollution over certain cities because people are staying home. And Mother Earth is the subject with our dear friend Nadia Nottingham. Okay, first of all, before I go into this, I'm going to say that the other end of my, what I'm about to share with you is positive. There's a positive note, but okay. I'm going to give you some painful uh, reminders of, what, of things we have to change as a planet. So, first of all, the rainforests of the, of the Earth are part of our, they're really the Earth's lungs. I'm sure you know that expression, Casey. Mm-hmm. I've heard it, yes. And that is true, that the, the trees and the plants are cleaning the air and they can't do that if we keep cutting them down. So I think that the statistic is about 20, 30 years ago, the, the forests covered 14% of the planet, and now it's only 6%. So in just those few decades since the 1980s, we have destroyed half the rainforest. Wow. Now, a lot, a lot of rainforest is cut down to grow palm oil, trees that make palm oil. Now, when we walk into our supermarkets and drugstores, almost everything in there has some palm oil if it's not an organic product. Lipstick, shampoo, detergent, pizza dough, instant noodles. This is all from research I've done. Ice cream, margarine, non-organic chocolate, soap, bread, prepackaged bread, biodiesel fuel. I could go on and on with that. When we cut down the rainforests, the animals that live there and the plants that live there, which are vital to the biodiversity of our Earth, stop as well. And all these beautiful creatures that we're related to, like the orangutans, lose their habitat. And orangutans, maybe they're not the most beautiful creatures, but they're actually one of our closest relatives. 
So we're killing the creatures and we're also killing the earth itself. Mad cow disease, there's another thing that was kind of similar to what we're going through now, except we were getting that from our food. That's because in England and other parts of the world that were shipping food to us, beef products to us, and our pet food even was filled with these meat products of cows that had been fed brain tissue from other cows. Oh, boy. That is still happening in some places. Everything that we're not really paying attention to as far as, like our funerals, we should all be doing green burials, putting plastic into the earth. The, the funeral industry, we, when we get embalmed, the bo- embalming a body, that's one of the most polluting things we can do to the earth. You know, I have, my husband and I have agreed that we, we want a green burial. We want to be just put in the earth in a, in a bag and decompose naturally or, or, if necessary, be cremated. If that, I mean, if thousands and thousands of people are going to die in a situation like we have now, we can't put us all into the ground in giant coffins. Right. <laughs> you know, it's just the way we are living now makes no sense. And there's a million animals in shelters looking for homes while we're all getting designer dogs. And people pay thousands of dollars for for pets that are, you know, genetically made to be, to look cute or to be this or that, uh, while all these lovely creatures are in cages. So Mother Earth is telling us, please stop doing all this stuff. You know, the cruise industry is one of the most polluting of the oceans. They actually are permitted to put raw sewage into the ocean in some parts of the world. So in other words, they can't do that in off of our waters, but a cruise ship could drive out, you know, 100 miles and be, or whatever many miles, and be permitted to do that in other parts of the ocean because it's not the United States. So I think we're just, we just don't know even what we're doing. The balloons we buy for our kids at parties often go into the ocean and they choke uh, turtles and dolphins. You know, why would, why are we buying balloons? But my, my point of the, the good news, Casey, is look at how quickly we have turned around right now to be staying indoors, taking care of each other, doing all the right things. We can do this now by making different choices in what we buy and how we choose to live to take care of the only mother that really is responsible for our lives this planet. Yeah, our beautiful Mother Earth. I I thought the other day, like everybody else, I am on a roller coaster of thoughts. I have very bad Mm -hmm. moments followed by a moment of sanity. Mm -hmm. But I had the thought the other day, when we do get back to normal, and we will sometime later this summer, you know, if we're privileged to get through this, I hope there are some things that I hope I bring with me. Like, I give myself permission every day to walk Mm -hmm. for an hour not with my dogs by myself yeah instead of just you know racing the dogs around the block and coming home and doing all the busy busy things i have to do i i am enjoying the privilege that i can go into a great big park and walk for an hour Mm -hmm. and i hope i remember to bring that with me into the new world and 
and I and I hope you'll make a list of the things, the other things we could do, the things you just mentioned. You know, if they can make poop bags for my dogs that are biodegradable, mm-hmm. they can surely make biodegradable balloons or biodegradable yeah. anything else. And yeah. and the wake up call mm-hmm. now is we can't make believe that somebody across the world, what they're going through, doesn't matter. This has just been proved proof positive Mm -hmm. that we are so dependent on each other and right now it's very clear to me how dependent i have always been on absolute strangers to bring them bring the food to the grocery stores or bring the paper goods that we can't find to the grocery stores or uh even deliver my mail or keep my lights on we have we we were spinning so fast that we some of us became totally unaware yeah yeah, and I, I include myself in that. You know, even though I think of myself as an, an aware person, there's plenty of things that, you know, it's easy to turn a blind eye to. And that's part of our busyness, as you said. And, and, and here's another thought that's hit me. You know, mm-hmm. you are a, a Celtic shaman who, who does Qigong and Qi yoga. You have a, a, a beautiful, healthy life. I. Mm-hmm. I lead women's retreats and and do things like that and have a a foundation for women. But I was moving too fast and I'm looking now like, where did, where was I going? Where was I going at breakneck speed? Why was I, even, even though sometimes I was traveling fast and being somewhat mindful, I'm looking now like, where was I going? We're forced to be in the present moment. We're forced. Yeah, exactly. So now, moving forward, give us some hope, give us some anything. What can you give us? My sense, I'm very much, today's my mother's anniversary, Casey. She's, my mother passed 35 years ago when I was 26 years old. The simplicity of the Ireland that I grew up in, where we did, we did not have a telephone, the first 15 years of my life, we had no refrigerator. Now, this was in a cooler climate, of course, than than the United States. So we were able to keep things cold in our cold kitchen. (laughs) But um, very simple life. We we didn't fly. We didn't, you know, we knew a few people who were world travelers, but we were in our village. We knew each other. Everybody knew each other. And I remember the thing... One of the things I remember most about my traveling around the village with my mother shopping when I was a little girl was uh, she would stop and talk to people all the time with her shopping, her beautiful grocery bag on her arm. And she just took the time to talk to people face to face. And, And when she died, there were a thousand people at her funeral in a tiny little church uh, they were outside the door, out in the yard. And that's really where we need to get back to is real community, real face-to-face. And we don't need all the stuff we have. That's the big thing that I'm learning from Mother Nature now. We are over-consumers. You know, even even things like... Think about when we get you go to get your nails done. Usually, the women in that those salons are wearing masks because mm. they have to breathe in the fumes of the toxic chemicals that they're putting on our fingernails. Yeah, crazy. You see what I mean? It's like we're just not living. It's not normal. We're living in this way that we. Someone in front of me is being poisoned by a thing that just makes my nails look nice. Right. 
we just don't need all this stuff. And yeah. look at how beautiful life is. How many people are, I mean, I've talked to people I haven't talked to in years in the last three weeks. Yeah. yeah. We're just all checking in with each other, and it's all about the love. For sure. We were out of step with our own nature. Yeah. Exactly, Casey. That's perfectly said. All right. Are you offering any Qigong classes online or anything like that? Yes, I am. Um, uh, if you, if people want to email me at nadiya108, so that's nadia108 at mac, M-A-C, dot com, uh, I'll send you the link. Beautiful. Or you can go, go to nadianottingham.com, my website, and or Facebook me, Nadia Nottingham on Facebook. Thanks for asking that, Casey. Thanks for being with us and, and giving us some peace and perspective. Casey, thank you. I really appreciate the work that you do, your big heart, and your good listener. Oh, that's our Nadia Nottingham. Find her everywhere you can find her and follow her brilliant wisdom. And if I am a good listener, I'm going to listen to you today and ask you to send me your thought for the day that I might add your favorite quotes in this spot in our show. What do you think of that? Send me your favorite quotes and I'll share them here in the coming weeks and months. Thank you so much. Connect with me where it says contact at Casey.co, K-A-C-E-Y dot C-O. On this Palm Sunday weekend, our thought for the day comes from Jesus, who said, love one another. Shine on. You've been listening to Shine On, the health and happiness show for your entertainment only. Heard Sunday mornings on 100.7 WHUD and on Real Country's 920, 1260, and 1420 AM, all in New York's Hudson Valley. Subscribe to Shine On on iTunes and SoundCloud and catch a show anytime at Casey.co. That's K-A-C-E-Y dot C-O. Shine On.